Guys, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you have any interest in buying optics or have any glassing questions, whether it be tripods, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call 702-847-8747. That's extension 2 or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. You can also send him a text or call him on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Guys, right now at GoHunt.com Insider, you can take advantage of the free trial. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott. You're going to be able to take advantage of a free trial of the Insider. GoHunt is always adding more value for their Insider members. They've now added real 3D maps as a part of Insider for no additional cost. What an incredible value. Very soon, they're going to have their mobile app up as well. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott and sign up for a free trial. If you're already an Insider member, it's automatically part of your Insider membership. And you can just go to the Maps tab up at the top once you sign in as an Insider. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. To find out more, you can go to KUIU.com, Kuyu.com. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They sell everything off of the Kuyu.com website. I also do a lot of question and answer on my Instagram where I'm answering questions about guys wanting to know about gear about Kuyu, so tune into my Instagram. I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott20 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. And I want to thank AllElk.com, home of the Bugle Mule. Use the JSO10 to save 10% on all orders. The Bugle Mule attaches to your bugle, and it's a great little carrier that holds three elk calls right there on your bugle tube. And it's I can't wait to use it this season. Again, thanks to all the sponsors of my podcast. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got Trevor Marks of Bull Ridge Guide Service out of Nevada. Trevor, how you doing? I'm doing good, Jay. How are you doing? Good. I'm looking forward to talking to you to get kind of a report on how things are looking there for uh, primarily for elk and mule deer there in uh, Nevada this year. All right. Yeah, it's been pretty good for elk for sure. Um Year, we haven't quite seen as many good bucks as last year and again though we've kind of been more focusing on elk right now yeah so i would assume that you had pretty good winter moisture what about your summer moisture what are conditions like out there it was pretty good at the start but you know for the past month and a half it's been pretty dry a lot of the springs that were flowing are definitely you know starting to shrink up and some gone completely grass is dying out and we've had a few big fires luckily most of them have been down south towards 24 but it definitely dry gotcha uh trevor why don't you uh tell the listeners uh kind of the areas well where you live and kind of the areas that you focus on most we're here on the eastern side of the state about midway up uh, the units we typically hunt 
for elk is 111 through 115, then 221 through 223, 231, 131 through 134, and 121. Okay, so dry conditions in the last month and a half, but good you know, they were going good going into the spring, so I would assume the antler growth is pretty darn good. Yeah, it's luckily most of our stuff was 85% or so done on the elk by the time this stuff started drying up. And even them north slopes are still holding a lot of, you know, good green grass that we've really never had it bad for our elk. How's your age class? I know you and I have talked about how important you feel age class is and um, getting those bulls, you know, really big and getting to the size that you guys want to harvest. How how are your units holding up as far as age class? They're doing pretty good. Um, I know the last few years Nevada has gone away with actually collecting samples on teeth for aging. When they were doing it, it wasn't all that great i mean it was six six year old you know average Mm -hmm. um that's across the state i do feel like it could be skewed one way or the other with guides typically trying to harvest an older animal Mm -hmm. and then i think some guys that obviously if you harvest a lesser animal or just say a young small one i don't think they really cared to take the teeth in sure sure makes sense uh and some of the bulls that you've been watching, you know, where you've been able to say, okay, that's, you know, I'm sure you nickname them or whatever. And, um, would you say that for the most part, this year's antlers on most of those bulls that you kind of have pegged are better, uh, than last year, or would you say the antler growth compared to last year on those same bulls is similar or worse? I say similar. Um, we've honestly always had it pretty good. Um, the only time, like I'd mentioned before, we've only really seen a down year in the elk was a super hard winter that gave us plenty of snowpack and plenty of, you know, moisture running off of that. But it was so hard for the winter for them to make it through that their horn growth was down. Yeah. You know, um, they're in Colorado. I'm the hunt manager there at the Ot six ranch. And I know that last year we had, um, you know, quite a bit of snow. It stayed cold really, really late. Um, and the snow stayed around. And to be honest with you, the year before in 18, when it was a really dry, what I would call mild winter, um, dry winter, um, and actually dry kind of summer season, the antlers were much better. And then this year were just kind of an average winter year, but they weren't, in, in other words, they weren't um, struggling to get on green feed early because there wasn't tons of snow and it didn't stay cold. I think the bulls this year in Colorado will be will be good again. Um, can you speak a little bit about that? Um, you know, talking about a bad antler growth year, you're talking about where you had too much snow in the winter, and and am am I right in assuming that those bulls didn't get on green feed early, and that's when you saw it affect the antler growth? Yeah, in a sense, I'm not obviously a biologist or original study, just from what I've known and seen over the years is to me it's a lot of the fat preserves that they carry over into the growth year interesting you know to, mm-hmm. you know that's how i see like a lot of these ranch bulls or anything that's not using burning a lot of calories or fat you know that they grow so big you know they just lay around and eat all day they're not having to burn any of them 
calories and fat preserves to make it and they just grow like crazy as to where here we've seen where they've had to struggle through the winter and use up a lot of their body fat and supply that that's really affected them you know in my eyes from what we've seen coming up uh we've got I believe archery seasons and then firearm seasons. Uh, talk a little bit about Nevada structure and the seasons that you have here coming up over the next couple weeks to month. Um, right now, as August, well, as August first, the auction tag holders and the Silver State tag holders it opened for them for the animals, and then August twenty fifth through September sixteenth will be the archery season. We have seen a few bulls rubbed early whether that's could mean they'll start rutting early you know i'm not sure yet but this year we have seen a few more bulls rubbed off earlier than we have in the past and we had seen a lot of them finish pretty early so just so i'm clear we're sitting august 5th and you've already got bulls uh fully rubbed yep like what percentage would you say and of that percentage how many of those are you know old mature type bulls um, I, it's still a very low percentage, you know, let's say maybe 10%, okay. 15, but the ones we have seen have been, you know, definitely older, mature bulls. So, you know, so a lot one. of the bigger bulls have, have rubbed already. I want to say a lot, but you know, the ones that were rubbed that we've seen have been, you know, bigger, Gotcha. you know, probably the best one, you know, looked to be, you know, 380 type bull that he was rubbed, but then we still got, you know, some 380 type in the velvet. So with it being dry over the last month and a half, um, does it affect bugling it as, at, at all as far as, you know, would, would it maybe make them not, you know, really get to rutting early or what are you anticipating? It's just, you know, you never know. We've had years where it's cold and, you know, rain and then bulls are quiet. We've had them hot and dry and going like crazy. It's just you know again i have no rhyme or reason to why they're doing it one way or the other but it just seems to be whenever it's going to happen it happens yeah makes sense um talk a little bit about your season with the archery season being you know ending on the 16th um you know do you feel like if you could get you know another couple weeks of archery hunting you know you almost feel like you just have to quit and they're just really getting cranking or kind of how does that fall? Yeah, definitely. If we could hunt, you know, one more week in there would make a huge difference in the calling part of it. You know, we've been pretty lucky to where I'd say probably 75% of the bulls we've killed have been just spot in stock. So we're not really relying on the calling just, yep making sure we can try to get in there but it definitely picks up you know towards the end of that and i know some of the seasons run later in other states like arizona i believe runs a little later yeah um when it comes to you know you're a young guy but you've been around big bulls your whole life with your your uncles and dad and all that stuff um when it comes to big bulls and if you were giving advice to people out there that have elk tags, you know, maybe some of the guys that are newer for you, uh, what is it that's, you know, stands out on bulls and things that you look for, 
uh, you know, for you to say, yeah, that's a really good bull. I mean, obviously the big mega giants, everyone goes, that's a big bull. But I mean, what are you looking for? Uh, and what advice could you give to people out there as far as kind of looking at bulls and judging them? We've kind of been, you know, on somewhat an unsaid rule of if they've got at least three big points that are, you know, better than average. So, you know, if they're all three up front, you know, running 20s, he could still only have, you know, six-inch fists and still be a 380-type bull. Or, you know, the other way around, if he's got, you know, 15-inch fronts, but he's got, you know, 22-inch royals and 16, 17-inch fists and he's wide, he's still going to push them numbers out there. Right. So you're looking for three characteristics. You're looking for three long points. Um, and don't get focused if something's short, if he's making it up with, you know, long one, two, threes, or if it's, you know, three, four, fives are long. And um, that's what you're looking for is long, long points and on, on at least three points. Yeah. You know, we've just kind of felt that that'll push them numbers still over to, you know, a shooter type bull as to where if you get focused on, like I said, one small point and you pass that, you know, you may regret it. We had one archery bull a few years ago that he was a giant. I mean, he still only had like a five inch fifth on the one side, but he still ended up crossing over 400. Right. And lots of guys, you know, I posted on Instagram, Facebook, and we're like, hey, this is what it scores. And they're like, no, it doesn't. No, you know, no way. And show them the score sheet and, you know, 58 inch beams, 60 inches in total mass or better, super wide, and just it makes up for it. One thing about Nevada, it seems like Nevada gets a lot of really nice wide bulls. Do you, do you, are you so used to that that maybe you don't realize it? Or would you agree that, yes, I mean, the, compared to a lot of states, they've got some wide bulls? Yeah, we definitely, you know, grow some wide ones here. And then we're on the other end of the spectrum, too, is the where we've still had, you know, 37 inch wide bulls and that close to 400. You know, and then we're the exceptional ones. It's got, you know, 20s giant much all around yeah Yeah. well even that one that netted to 399 and 68 he's only got 51 and a half inch beams must just have points everywhere long points yeah he was just a six basically a six point frame he only had an inch and a half six but he was you know on the long points he was 19 23 23 23 17 yeah you know and 50 we actually had another guy when we were hunting him another archery hunter they ran into him while we were out there and we had asked him about the bull and they said, yeah, he's a pretty good bull, but he's not very wide. <laughs> yeah. Didn't I mean, realize he's 400 inches, you know, but cause they thought he was narrow. They didn't think he was big. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it comes to the percentage of score width is the, the, the fourth factor, the, the very least factor. So people need to keep that in mind. But also if you have a really wide bull, you know, if you're figuring around 40 inches kind of average, but you've got a really wide bull, I mean, that stays 46, 47, or even wider. I mean, you can easily pick up six, seven inches right there that you weren't even thinking about. Um, to me, I, I think, you know, it's all about point length and main beams. If you got a bull that's got really good beams and really good point length, you're going to have a good scoring bull. And even like what you're saying, you've seen bulls that have really long points and they're only 50, 51 uh, on the beam, but they're still big. So points make up for the highest percentage of score. Um, and it seems like Nevada bulls, they get 
they get really good. It seems like to me, like first, second, thirds, fourths. I mean, you can get some, you know, 23, 24 inch thirds and, you know, 25, 26 inch fourths. I've seen it come out of Nevada. Um, just a phenomenal state. A lot of people, do you believe that it's still a little bit under the radar um, as far as the stigma of, you know, great bull elk states? I mean, it, it consistently produces giants. Yeah, I definitely do. And, you know, to me and my, obviously I haven't broke out the math, but per capita, I would say we're number one. I, I would, you know. yeah, I mean, I would say in the number of elk that you kill bit per size, I mean, you guys, uh, I mean, you guys are killing big bulls on late hunts even. Yeah, yeah, we're still getting them, you know, and luckily they're not breaking up too bad. Um, but just overall number of elk, again, I feel, you know, some like a way of not knowing the actual numbers, but yeah, I'd say we're still under 20,000 for the whole state, you know, for number of elk. Yeah. Um, As, all right. Let's talk a little bit about mule deer. Um, would you, would you argue or agree that you are definitely way more focused on elk than deer, but then once elk season is finished, then you kind of focus on, on the bucks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And kind of our biggest focus with the elk too is where we're watching a lot more better ones, obviously, because they finish earlier. You know? Right. We've seen steam bucks and that's kind of, you know, my thoughts this year is that bucks are behind and bulls finished early. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know? So the bucks are, yeah. the bucks are lagging, meaning they're still growing and like a buck that you've seen you're like wow he's he's not where he should be yet and then but where elk have maybe finished uh and and hardened up and and finished out early it's opposite with the deer yep yeah we've you know you'd see one buck that's standing right next to one and one's almost done and the other one's still got you know three four inches on each point yeah so you also cat hunt um do a lot of lion hunting don't you Yes, sir. When does that really kick off? We usually start that pretty hard about mid-December once we get done with the late elk hunt and then, you know, hunt a week or two with sheep if, if the guys are there. Right. Um, how did the draw end up for you this year on sheep? You got many clients or? Yeah, we got one sheep guy, one of the guys we hunted elk with. Um, unfortunately, it's not a great unit, but you know a desert tag in nevada is pretty hard to come by so people take what they can get for sure for sure well um i'm excited to see uh how the season unfolds for you um when it's all said and done do you think it's going to be average or one of the better years you've had in a while i think it's got potential to be one of the better i mean we're turning up a lot of really good you know rifle season bulls and ones we'll be chasing in the archery hunt just pray and hope we can get it done yeah but it's looking you know to be a phenomenal year for sure for the elk that's and like i said deer it's hard to really say because we haven't hit it real hard yet they're still just kind of finishing but right on well i appreciate you giving us the report there in nevada and uh, i know you're busy i appreciate you taking out your time scouting uh to to chat with us and uh uh, for those of you uh, that are on Instagram, make sure to follow Trevor on uh, Bull Ridge Guide Service uh, on Instagram. I'll link it up in the show notes.
And uh, Trevor, I appreciate your time, buddy. All right. Thank you, Jay. All right. Knock them dead. Okay. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.